Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Past Forward podcast, the very first one. Number one. Number one. I am your host, Corey Draper. These are my co-hosts, Colin Harmon. Say hi, Colin. Hello. Hi, Colin. And, oh, very original, Wes Allen. <laughs> hey there. This is the very first one. Thanks for joining us. This is, uh, like I said, the Past Forward podcast. Uh, it's very originally and aptly named, if I do say so myself. I agree. Um, and it, basically, this is all about nostalgia. This is a show where it's going to be conversational um, and kind of we want you guys to be looking into the conversations we normally have on an everyday life. We are friends. We're coworkers. We've worked together for a long time. And we found that every time we got together, we just started talking about 80s and 90s pop culture. Uh, apparently, it had such a firm grasp on the three of us that it just – everything, we would quote movies – TV shows, and sometimes I would test these guys with the most obscure quotes or references, and they would get it. And we kind of have that connection there. And so one day I just thought, you know, we're having some really awesome conversations. It gets me excited. And I'm sure all of you have experienced the same thing where you're in a group of people and somebody's like, hey, remember Rugrats or remember, you know, one of those really, Uncle Buck, Uncle Buck. Yeah. Just really <laughs> obscure. What was that one song that one hit wonder? And everybody's like, Oh yeah. And they talk about it and then you YouTube it. And everybody's like, I remember this. I used to watch this all the time. I don't know about you guys, but that got me always jacked up and excited because I always had something to say. And it, it was so impactful in my life. Um, and we want you guys to experience that with this podcast. We want you to participate. Uh, you can send us emails and hit us up on Twitter, and I'll give you all that information later. But this is a conversation we want you all to participate in, feel like you're a part of it, and I hope we accomplish that. Uh, I actually remember the first time that we all three had like our first moment where we were like, yeah, we should be friends. I remember yeah. it was when I first started. We, start, we worked together. So when I first started, you guys were already here. And I remember we were talking about Mystery Science 3000, yes. and you walked into the conversation, and we – you threw out like a quote from there from the movie version, oh, not, not like the TV yeah, version. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just knew that like, gosh, these three guys know Mystery Science 3000. Yeah. I and mean, how many how many people have actually seen the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie? Like, I know. That's, like, that's a, lot a deep people, dive. A lot of people it's have seen this show. Island Earth. Yeah. The best one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Acting. Uh, <laughs> so, Professor, is this made entirely out of bamboo? <laughs> See, we've already started. Uh, yeah. it, like, and but that was the first time. It's like I don't yeah. know if you guys remember that. But oh yeah. yeah, I do remember that. It was in uh, right over here. That's what's crazy. It's one of those things where if you throw out something so obscure and someone gets it, you just have that connection where mm. you're just like it's a weird feeling. It's that weird like um, dream weave a <laughs> slow motion kind of like how we slow found our soulmates. Camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I hope that's what this becomes, uh, essentially. So uh, who are we? What do we do? Why are you listening to this? Well, you're probably uh, our friends and family, but just in case you randomly <laughs> discovered our podcast, uh, just a quick run through. My name's Corey Draper. I'm a video editor, and uh, I was born in 1985. So uh, really my wheelhouse is, is 90s, but I know a lot of 80s because I had older siblings who uh, watched a lot of the late 80s stuff. So uh, that's kind of where my knowledge ranges. And I grew up in the southeast, primarily Georgia and Florida, mostly Florida in the 90s. So I know location probably has a lot to do with what you experienced 
Um, and I can tell you some great Florida trends in the 90s for sure that I participated <laughs> in. One of those being Hawaiian shirts. I remember that was oh, no. like – that there was a huge trend of Hawaiian shirts in middle school and I brought that to Georgia when we moved to Georgia. Was that um, like 97, 98? Yeah. I remember yeah, late that 90s. was like a huge thing. I had some Hawaiian shirts even in Georgia. Nice, nice. I think uh, – Really, the thing – my wheelhouse, as I said earlier, is 90s and I'd probably say movies and TV are pretty much – and a little bit of music too. I listened to a ton of music back then. I don't really listen to a ton of music now. So uh, I definitely had a, a, a great exposure as far as those three three things are concerned. I wasn't a big gamer. I had a lot of toys but uh, usually, usually based off the movies or TV shows like Ninja Turtles and stuff. Um, and then we have Colin Herman over here. That's my co-worker. Me. Yes, my name is Colin. Uh, I hail from the year of 1984, which is one more than Corey, but it's the only way I'm superior to him. <laughs> um, I have a younger brother who I grew up with, and uh, I grew up in the 80s and 90s in the Southern California, um, which is a lot of stereotypes, and some are true, most are not untrue. What, now, that's much different than the South, Very. the West Coast, so I, I'm, uh, I'm interested bit, in hearing... A little bit. Well, I'm interested in hearing the differences here. Yeah, which is interesting is like I think about what I know. I didn't watch a ton of television. I watched a lot um, maybe throughout my house. But I think for me where it is is like I know like a lot of weird rap music that I shouldn't know mm-hmm. as a white person, which sounds racist, and it might be, but it's not. <laughs> like, I just know tons of rap music. It's just really weird. Uh, and I still enjoy it. Uh, and eventually moved to Northern California where I lived in Sacramento uh, kind of area. Uh, we moved up there. My dad was a sheriff and retired, moved up there. So it was a different vibe. It's like moving to another state, uh, but it was exciting. And uh, I did that. And What kind of stuff were you into then? Uh, things that I was into, uh, I skated a lot. And so I was into that kind of vibe. And I did a lot of BMX biking and BMX racing. And I did a whole lot of uh, spent annoying amounts of time at the beach which is stereotypical we didn't know a lot of famous people which is not a stereotype there was a lot of good things that i feel like everyone that asked me oh you're from california at least from over here when i first met people in college and that kind of stuff they're like oh is california's like 50 feet wide and everybody lives on the beach and it's all giant houses filled with movie stars and i'm like yeah it's basically it it's all <laughs> did you um, surf i did surf uh it wasn't necessarily like my go-to thing all the time but i did surf nice um nice. but i wasn't super beach bum about it all right, so we've got the the South and the West Coast. I knew Wes, uh, you were from the South, right? Yeah, uh, I was born in 1984, so same as Colin. Uh, I grew up south of Atlanta, a uh, place called Fayetteville, and I actually lived in the same house throughout all of the 80s and all of the 90s. We moved to a new house in 99, uh, but still like 10 minutes away, so I was still in Fayetteville. Uh, Let's see. Uh, the thing that I was mostly into was TV. Like I sat in front of the TV all day long. I had to get home from school and just sit there the entire day. <laughs> and, you know, like uh, TGIF and SNCC, oh, yeah. that was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And later on, I got into like skateboarding. Same thing as you, Colin. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't really, really much of a gamer either. Uh, but I, I did. I think we've all had our fair share of like video games. Yeah. We all had Nintendo and Super Nintendo and all that. That's well, all I have. And the thing yeah. is too, and I, I, while I didn't participate a whole lot in video games, the people I was friends with, I got along really well with nerds and like hmm. goths and 
Uh, so I know enough about nerd culture mm-hmm. where it's like I'm not – I don't consider myself a nerd, but I know basically surface level all of the topics. Like um, just like I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I know enough to convince somebody that I am um, one of those things. So hopefully we can get into those kinds of things. And also, as you notice, we're all born in the mid-80s. So um, you may be thinking, oh, we're limited to 80s and 90s pop culture, which that probably will be centric to what we talk about because that is – you know, where we grew up. And so, of course, you know, hey, I, ho- I hope we have a lot of millennials listening in. But we're going to include in future episodes people who are older than us and people who are younger than us that we'll probably interview and uh, kind of get a dip into their childhood a little bit. We definitely know some people who would be fantastic for that. So uh, look forward to that in the future. There, there is one thing for me, uh, one centralized thing in the 90s that I grew up with that is just so impactful. Mine's a little cheating, though, um, and I hope you guys have some that are a little bit more niche 90s or 80s. But uh, I'll, I'll say mine. Mine is The Simpsons. Um, hmm. Wes, yes. you mentioned that yes. you you sat in, in front of the TV and just didn't leave. That was – I hated going outside. My brother was super into baseball. My dad was super into helping my brother be into baseball. I got in, I was in Little League, but I hated it. I hated sweating. I hated getting dirty. So I stayed inside, played with my Ninja Turtles, and watched TV. That's what I did for a pastime. And uh, The Simpsons was my absolute favorite show to watch. It, uh, it, it uh, completely shaped my humor and – the things I laugh at and the, the, the way I go about jokes, I, I am an improv comedy. I love studying and listening to comedic things. And uh, The Simpsons just was the foundation of what was funny to me. And I will tell anybody the first 10, Simps- 10 seasons of The Simpsons, which is 89 to 99, were some of the best comedic television that you could possibly watch. Um, I'm, I actually have been forcing my wife to watch The Simpsons with me, and it's been very disappointing because <laughs> she just doesn't get it, and she, did, she had a different upbringing than I did, was not allowed to watch The Simpsons, and actually neither was I, but I still watched it. And uh, she, it, it's funny to me how, how much humor, humor has changed uh, you know, with the passing Family Guy and, this, and South Park oh, and yeah. Bo- all the way to Bob's oh, Burgers yeah. and the ones that are going on now. It's just you compare those to what The Simpsons were in the 90s, completely different styles of humor. And so now telling someone to watch those episodes now, it's kind of a different filter. And it's been really interested, interesting to see her watch it and the things she finds funny and doesn't find funny. Uh, it's been very interesting to to watch and observe. But I still stand by it. I mean, it was written by a bunch of Harvard graduates and really, really in, in, uh, like intentional and intelligent humor, and it represented the '90s so well. Not yeah. just the '90s, but pop culture in general and spanning. I've learned about so many different things uh, in, in pop culture because of The Simpsons. I learned about Citizen Kane. I learned about Planet of the Apes. I learned about the Hindenburg disaster because of The Simpsons, because of their constant references to past events. And my dad sometimes would watch it with me once my parents gave up on not letting me watch it. Um, and he would laugh at certain things and I'd ask him, like, what, why was that funny? And he explained to me, like, oh, uh, there was, a, there was a, a, a giant blimp that blew up uh, in the early 1900s, and the announcer said, oh, the humanity, and that's why they said that right there. Um, and <laughs> to this day, I, uh, I I will go back and watch The Simpsons and quote it religiously. Um, so that was my specific uh, – well, well, do you have like a favorite episode? 
That's really tough. Yeah. Um, I have a, I don't even know if I have a favorite season. Seasons five and eight are really strong. I think my my favorite season, my favorite episode was the one where Homer goes to space. It's called Deep Space Homer, <laughs> and I've watched that episode so many times, and it's crazy to me just the amount of jokes that are in one episode. They, it's like line line joke, line line joke. Uh, it's it's consistent, and. They don't do that anymore because humor has changed. So, of course, the Simpsons have, you know, they're still going on. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, just back then it was consistent and really, really funny. Do you watch it now? Do you still watch? I episodes? don't. No, I don't. I it's it's hard for me to watch it. I will usually only watch one episode each year, and that's the Treehouse of Horror. Oh yeah, I, I, that's uh. like a, a tradition for me. Like I always have to watch, and I'll even go back and watch old ones. I always feel like that's like such a, like a Halloween tradition for me. Yeah, um, I man, those early those early Treehouse of Horror episodes were so good. Oh yeah, so good, and that's how I learned about Stephen King. He directed one episode, and they really? spoofed a lot of his stuff. That. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. what, so, Colin, what, what about you? What's your one thing? Uh, I had a lot of things, but with, hopefully we have lots of episodes to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think what really set apart me in the 90s, if I had to say one thing, is like I was always the guy that had the biggest CD collection of varying levels of legality. Mm. And I think that was always the thing. Like, If Colin was coming to the party, at least the music was going to be <laughs> – current and mm-hmm. i feel like trl and carson daly and kurt loader and Times square were like mm, my yes. best friends when i was a kid it's just like everything that i needed did you to have- understand was like i had that's why i knew i needed to buy next i needed to buy that next album like me and my cd store which is a hilarious did, sentence did you have a columbia house uh, subscription uh the columbia house subscription mostly got me in trouble is i did sign up for columbia house and bmg but under my parents names and so i got all the free ones and then it was their problem after that yeah so, so i'm sure that really damaged their credit for a season there yeah but. in case someone doesn't know explain how columbia house worked <laughs> because uh that there's just is it even still around i, I don't even know but there has to be some music. form of that i'm sure but basically from what i understood of it as my novice level use of credit uh is you had to sign up for it and you had like a literal catalog that you could go and point out the cds that you wanted to get so of course at the time i was picking up like lil kim and uh tupac's greatest hits and notorious big and uh at the time puff daddy and the family and all these other rap albums that uh, my dad loved he was really excited about it and so you pick all those out, and they send, they send them to you for like a cent each. And mm-hmm. what you're also agreeing to is the fact that you're going to buy 12 more CDs at like $30 a pop. Like they made Barnes & Noble look like a sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you're paying you know exorbitant prices for these so that they eventually break even. But they hook you with that deal. Right. And if they don't, they basically headhunt you for the rest of your life, which <laughs> happened, happened to my dad and not me. So that's kind of what Columbia House's racket was at the time, which is probably why they don't exist anymore, yeah. I would imagine. But – yeah, I tried to push that. So for me, it was good because, I mean, like Ultimate Dance Party 1998, mm. you know, anytime like Dancing with First Girl, like I chose the songs for those. And so it was a really good season for me. And I think it really helped me appreciate like even the idea of like making mixtapes, which I actually like trying to make mixtapes from songs recorded from the radio. Oh, yeah. Um, I hated DJs talking over the beginning of my songs. Oh, like, the worst. Oh, the, worst. <laughs> the hardest song to always catch that always evaded me um, that I ended up just buying the CD because I couldn't get a good recording of it was uh, Wanna Be a Bite of Spice Girls because it starts oh, yeah. so fast. It starts oh, out yeah. in the world. Yeah. You 
what time yep, you missed the yo almost every time. I got ah. it. And so I started recording the DJs before I knew what song was next and like going back and editing them. And it, it I think I read somewhere that that's like the fastest, catchiest song. Like it yeah. hits you like the quickest of any song. Like it's catchy the quickest. Yeah, man. I remember just to the vein of recording things on I remember um, – being obsessed with Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. I, I loved that song so much. So I would just hit record and just hope that they would play it on the radio because I wanted it the whole time. And I remember specifically the, the when I finally got it, they did the thing where the, the DJ was talking over it the whole intro and then got to it and then started talking immediately after the last word. And I remember <sighs> I got into this rhythm of just listening to that tape when I went to bed and I had a dream where like I was at a Goo Goo Dolls concert and and um, the lead singer started talking like the DJ, and it like woke me up. But uh, man, ugh. it was even worse. Like problems. if you'd finally get the recording, and then the DJ would start talking before the song ended. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. That was <sighs> infuriating. Yeah. Which do you guys remember? What movie that that mo- that song started in? Do you remember what movie? Oh, it was? Uh, City of Angels. Who yeah. was starring Nick Cage yeah. and Meg Ryan? Yes. You remember what year that was? Ooh, 97 was my guess. Wow, both of you are wrong, which is very rare. It's 98. 90, uh, was it that late? 98, I know. More on that later, but yes. that is a uh, – yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. I've never heard you both be wrong before. I, know, that's <laughs> that's like, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's on record <laughs> but, though. But yeah, I mean I think for me like the other thing if I had to say like my other half one that is I feel like uh, the 80s and 90s were some of the first times that you know historically that – marketing and commercials were targeted at children like there was mm-hmm. when you know Nickelodeon came into B was in like the 80s and that kind of thing and there was never a network targeted at children so advertising never had a forum to do that yeah and so I remember around Christmas time and you know anytime that the new crossfire came out or like you know the super scope or any of that kind of stuff happened to you know come on to like I knew about it as a seven-year-old <laughs> kid and I was begging my parents for it and Whenever you got those products, they were always a lie. Like, you know, cookie crisp never tasted as good as mm-hmm. you hoped that it would. And it really made me skeptical of, like, all advertising yeah. like, as a child from, like, a very formative age. And I think now, as weird as that is, it makes me good at my job because I'm trying to outsmart former right. me in my, like, I do advertising design. That's kind of my thing. And so it's a weird thing to try to think of metaphors and things like that that outsmart former childhood Colin Harmon. <laughs> It's yeah, commercials great. were so like elaborate with like especially like toys. They would have this like rock scene of like yeah, who plays with Legos in the rocks. I know yeah. it's like they would like be reaching over and be like yeah, and have even have like smoke and uh, oh, like, explosions yeah. and stuff. Well, and I, you're just like you get a toy and you're just like it doesn't have all that, so it's yeah. just not the same. I, I like I remember the cross the Crossfire commercial. Oh, like man. they're like standing up and then they're just, they're like in this weird void oh, around like, them, fingerless right? gloves and like, <laughs> leather, leather jackets, jackets and lots of mesh. <laughs> Mesh and it was like so intense. They're like swaying their bodies back and forth. And it's uh, like that game almost needed that soundtrack to play yeah. for it to be exciting. Like it should have had like a button on it that Cross played the fire. song because like it's not the same. Oh, yeah. And what they don't tell you is that game is so loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's so oh, frustratingly yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah, totally. That and like, like Hungry Hungry yeah. Hippos. Hungry Hippos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So loud. <laughs> like where was that on the commercial? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. It just made me think everything was a lie. And it turns out most of it was. But it just yeah. made me really skeptical. As a, totally. As yeah. And I remember there was this – I don't even remember what the what – the, I shouldn't bring it up. I don't know what it was called, but it was a thing that where it, you put up a VHS tape in, and you had this like plastic uh, world where you shoot missiles and you can use action figures. And apparently, it synced up with the VHS tape. And the way they portrayed it on the commercial was that like you you like shoot missiles at the TV screen because it'll it'll tell you how it I- have icons on 
when it was playing the video and, and it would tell you when to shoot and what to shoot and you would do it and it would it was like a video game it would give you points oh wow ba- I, I guess don't i that. guess based on like how quick you were with it but like I, as a naive kid, thought that they would react on the screen based on how I did. But no, it was uh, the same. It was the same same thing every time. Obviously, it was a VHS tape, so it was like the same twenty minute cartoon. Uh, if you guys can try to figure it out based off of what I told told you, if you can well, figure there, out what it was, there called. was that game. Was it Guess Who? Where they would talk oh, yeah. on the commercial, and then like it has like all the the faces, little cards, and on the commercial, the faces would talk. Yeah. But then the first time I played it, I'm like, they're not talking. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so misleading and I was so bummed. And I didn't me? even want to play you? it after who that. Knows? Guess who? <laughs> it looks like it was called Captain pa- Captain Power and oh, the Soldiers of Tomorrow. It doesn't sound it looks like Star familiar. Trek also had something like that. But that's Interesting. Just yeah, there were a lot Googling. of like VHS games like yeah. that, I think. Like, I, I wanted it so bad and I was so happy when I finally got it. And then I played it maybe two or three times and just it yeah, was such a disappointment. Worlds of Wonder Action Max was yeah. an also another one. <laughs> That's a fun. All the so many X's in the eighties. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Wes, uh, what, what was your one thing? Well, I had a hard time uh, deciding between two things. One of them I won't really get into much, but I'll say is Blink One Eight Two. That like introduced me into like punk rock and like kind of defined me as a person going forward, and eventually got me to graphic design is what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. which is like I'll tell that later. <laughs> But in order for me to get to Blink-182, I had to get somewhere first to truly appreciate that kind of genre, like punk rock or something, being like an outcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give a lot of backstory to mine before I tell you what it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, wait, let's all gather around in our carpet squares <laughs> around Uncle Wes. Uh, tell a story. All right. Let's go back to the year 1995. I was 11 years old. And it was the first day of fifth grade. And up until this point, I feel like friends were not hard to come by Mm. because before that, you were always like into the same kind of things. It's like, oh, you love Ninja Turtles too. Awesome. Michael Jordan's your favorite basketball player. (laughs) Yes. So like – but something had changed over the summer to fifth grade. The the first day of fifth grade, uh, I noticed that – all the kids were like dressing very fashionable and like wearing like baggy mm, pants and like yeah. hair walks and like having longer hair and just all this kind of stuff. And I show up wearing my like form fitting jeans, my my shirt tucked in, mm. having my pump my Reebok pumps from like two years earlier. And I was like, everybody it was very obvious that everybody wanted so bad to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. we're 11 years old. And I thought I had plenty of time. To, I had two years to catch up to be a teenager. So I was yeah. very content with being a kid. Like everybody was talking about like that they saw Clueless that summer. I'm like, uh, Pocahontas was great, huh, guys? <laughs> that Miko, he's a hoot. <laughs> yeah. So like it was very obvious that like right off the bat I was an outcast. Like I was already behind it. I didn't even know that I had to keep up. Yeah. So and if you know me very well, like I'm extremely shy and quiet. And as much as I seem like that now, I was like basically a mute back then. <laughs> like so at this point, like and I realize realize now that like you have to put in the work. You know, I was very speak when spoken to, but like it's a two way road. But back then, I didn't know that. I didn't put in any effort. So like yeah. naturally, I had no friends starting off fifth grade. Mm. Uh, so I would go home crying every day. 
it, it was like a rough oh. part of my so I like Single I was like team. I'm a nerd I'm an outcast and like I just didn't know what to do with myself so I give all this backstory to uh, give you my thing and it's a movie called Angus oh do you love guys that know movie. That? really I, I, I was big on the fact that you guys had no my, idea I have no idea my favorite Green Day song yes. came from Angus J A R it I like nobody ever knows what J A R is. That's my favorite Green Day song. I, that, yes. that is so my good. absolute favorite Green Day song. So uh, if you're if you're listening, uh, yes, you're listening. <laughs> if you're hearing my voice, but those of you listening, pause this right now and go look up J A R. Listen to yes. it. It's fantastic. Now, if you don't know any, do you know about this, Colin? Or no, like, not okay, at all. most people don't know what this is, mm-hmm. or they quickly like with everything else going on at the time, like they quickly forgot about it. It's kind of like a coming-of-age type story about a kid named Angus. He's in high school, and he is constantly made fun of because he's overweight. And I guess, like, it came out in 95, so I guess I wonder if, like, overweight things were a theme back then because mm-hmm. that's when, like, heavyweights came out yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but there's uh, the quarterback named Rick Sanford. Mm, played, by. Play, played by Mr. Dawson Creek himself, James yes. Vanderbeek. <laughs> yes. Pre varsity blues. Uh, wow. Yes, I, I think this was the first thing he played in, but I could be wrong. Uh, and he has a and Rick constantly plays jokes on him. Like, and the movie kind of centers around like one big practical joke that they play in front of him and from the whole school. And he has a crush on a girl named Melissa Lefevre, <laughs> which. Like, Stupid can you, th- man, can you think of like any better name for like a movie crush? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. I love how like movie crushes and even in real life, like you say their full name. You can't just say, oh, Melissa. It's like <laughs> Melissa Lefevre. Oh my gosh. And, uh, do you remember who that was played by? It was, um, the, that was, is that, if my, I don't know if my memory is mixing people up, but is it, was it the same girl who was in Jurassic Park? Yeah. Okay. Computer hacker girl himself. Yes. Herself. Uh, so, uh. But even though he was con- – and like he'd never talked to this girl or whatever. So it was yeah. like kind of like a secret crush. Uh, but even though he was constantly made fun of, uh, he had like some great support from his friends and family. He had a best friend named Troy Webberg, which uh, he's now better known as the Shermanator yes. from <laughs> American Pie. Uh, so he had one best friend and he was short, had huge ears and yes. his redhead. Uh, but – he he had him. His mom was a truck driver, and it was played by Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Titanic and Misery and all that stuff. And his, Water boy. Da- his yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and his dad died when he was born, and so uh, his grandfather also lived with him, which is played by George C. Scott. Which uh, I know him as the the voice of the poacher and rescuers down under. Oh wow. Yeah, like his nice. very like raspy like yeah. cigarette voice, uh, but one thing that like really I really identified with Angus is that he was super secure in his identity. Mm-hmm. Like the movie's not some kind of like after school special where he like tries to lose weight and yeah. all this stuff. Like he never like he just wanted to like be himself. And like me going through all this stuff in fifth grade, it's like I was I was having so much trouble like socially that like when I saw this, I'm like. I don't really need to change who I am. That's just who yeah. I am. And like 
And when I'd watched this, like Angus and Troy were like best friends and I felt like they were my best friends mm. as well because I identified them. And like they were nerds but they weren't like the typical movie nerds that you saw like with the glasses and right. like the mm-hmm. pocket protect- protectors and all that stuff. Like they, they still dressed relevant and they listened to good music. That's another thing I love about the, is mm. the soundtrack like what you said. It's got Green Day, Weezer, Google Dolls before they were like yeah. acoustic rock. They were like an alternative band. And one of my favorite parts of the movie is at the very end they play a Mazzy Star song at the climax when they're dancing. Ah, I cry every single time. <laughs> nice. And this was one of those movies that like I – when I'd go to Blockbuster, my family would always go to Blockbuster on Friday night. And when this movie – I got this the first week it came out. And you know you'd only rent it for like three days or something. So the next week I would constantly go back and re-rent it all mm-hmm. the time. I'm like my mom probably spent so much money. She could have pro- probably bought five VHSs of these. And we eventually did. I actually brought the Oh, VHS. nice. <laughs> we got props for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. So this <laughs> is their – it, it has is. the Blockbuster oh, logo on there. Oh, nice. You really rewind. have a But yeah. He's holding the VHS uh, copy oh, of Angus with the cover on it. And I mean you can – and it's probably. from the producer of Cool Runnings. Oh, good. <laughs> you could probably Google the cover art to take a look at it. I mean, this uh, the 90s held some really awesome and underrated teen movies, and this is one of them. Yeah, and it's really hard to get a hold of. Yeah. Like, it didn't come out on DVD until 2009. And it was wow, one, of crazy. The, one of those, like, burn-on-demand yeah. kind of things. So it's not, like, legit DVD. But, of course, I bought it for, like, 30 bucks, way overpriced. <laughs> but I'm sure you could watch this movie if you don't – if you haven't seen it. Like and split up into twenty parts on YouTube or something. Yeah, like I, I I totally recommend this movie. Like it, it huh. it's great and it has a great story. It has yeah. awesome acting. Like yeah, yeah, it's like very like legit. Like it would be probably the closest thing I would compare to like real life. Mm-hmm. Like as a teenager in the nineties. Did like, you uh, when you watched this? Did you go and uh, break the nose of your main bully? No, uh, but I should have. You broke that his was, nose, Angus. That was like a common thing. He would always break <laughs> Rick Sanford's nose. Yeah, so good. Oh man, what? A, now I got to catch up and see that one. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know if I have like rose colored glasses with it because like might, but... I, I watch it like at least once or twice every year. It's my feel good movie. Like I have an opinion about favorite movies. Most people like think like uh, if. If my favorite movie were to get in a fight with other other people's <laughs> favorite movie, it would win. Yeah. But like I feel like a favorite movie should be like any, personal. Just personal yeah. and like anything that make you feel good, like something you'd watch over and over again. Like most people oh, totally. are like, I love Godfather 2 or something like that. Right. Like that's not a kind of movie. It's a it's a great movie, but it's like it's not something I'd watch yeah, all the time. Totally. And it's like I feel like that's kind of a waste to say stuff like that as your favorite movie. Yeah. It's um, like uh, yeah, Angus, it's like, it's a feel-good, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, as yeah. Wes mentioned. Yes. Um, and really, you know, it's kind of it's kind of relevant. It deals with an overweight. I know you mentioned heavyweights. And yeah. I don't know, maybe there was a thing back in the 90s. But, I mean, hey, two-thirds of this world, or this country, excuse me, is uh, obese. And yeah. it actually is pretty relevant. Um, you yeah. Know, if you get away from, I mean, it probably looks dated. I haven't watched it in a while. But uh, it's yeah, I, I highly recommend it. That's <laughs> a great pool. If this was like a contest, you win a contest. Yeah, you definitely like, win. Like, I mean, I chose something so mainstream. And I, I've probably only known like two people in my life that have like actually seen this. And like, if you've seen it, you you're not like, yeah, I think I've seen that. Like, if you've seen it, like most people have loved it. Oh, you know, absolutely. It's like, but like, 
I don't know if I would recommend it or not. Like, I, it's so personal to me. Like, I can't yeah. see it clearly. But if you want to check out, like, a good, like, if you want to capture 1995 yeah. in a capsule, that would be it. <laughs> it's great. Man. Nice and it sounds like it has, like, a Zach Braff quality yeah. soundtrack there as well. So. Yeah. So uh, Colin hinted at this earlier. And um, it, it, we've discovered that Wes and I share kind of a superpower as it were. Very uh, super. Now that, I, now that I call it a superpower, we're probably going to fail miserably at this. But we're going to have our, our first ever game. It's our first ever um, passed forward. I, we we should, really should have come up with a name for this. Yeah, yeah we, we should have, have a theme song for it. Yeah, but, we should yeah. have a theme. Maybe, maybe in the future as this uh, grows. But yeah. uh, basically uh, we discovered together that our superpower is that we can – if you give us a movie that was made anytime in the last 25 to 30 years – we can tell you the year it was released with a handicap of maybe one year. Yeah. Yes. We'll usually only be about a year off if we are I, I don't off. even know how we discovered this. Like I remember – I think yeah. Colin told me that like – you know what? Corey has like a very specific skill and he told me and I'm like yeah. – and I, I never thought that about myself. But I'm like – I think I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so he like tested me and he's like, yeah, you can do that. So we we, we would have like like uh, dates off, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Your date battle. <laughs> yes. Date battle. Uh, Which was probably a show and or game show. In the yeah, that was my That's entire it. high That's school. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think I don't know. I, I probably just mentioned it. I probably I think I just yeah. discovered about myself and then I told Colin about it. And then I put it to the, oh that was right we were at we were out to eat and you yeah. guys we spent we spent pretty much the whole time while we went out to eat with some friends them quizzing me on movies and yeah until my like, phone died and I couldn't get IMDb <laughs> anymore to back up his and it's become very much like a party trick if we're ever like oh totally together it's like Colin or somebody be like you know what they can do and we'll spend like thirty minutes doing this trying to like outdate each other yeah it, yeah and it's what's funny is that my memory is awful I have. The worst short-term memory, but for some reason, I can retain the most useless facts about pop culture, and this is one of them. For some reason, I I, I think you and I relate to this. The way we draw on our on on how the, the, how we do it is we draw on our past experiences. Yeah. We say, okay, where was I the moment that I saw this movie? Right. And it's like we can kind of put the date together there. But uh, a lot of times when I even like picture a title in my head it's like i picture the name and i picture the the year next to it kind of like it is like oh, yeah, imdb yeah. for oh, some wow. reason like i'm constantly imdbing things so it's, i don't know if it's like a subconscious thing but like i feel like you know it's a superpower it's, like, it's, what yeah, it is. it's a superpower it's what, indeed what it is. it's the most <laughs> useless superpower ever but, exactly yeah, yeah. Gonna oh, out-quiz totally. all those villains yeah, yeah. totally so uh, Wes and I are going to go to head-to-head. We're going to yeah. figure out who is the, the, the past-forward date-off champion. Yeah, for the day. For the day. We're, uh, we're going to have eight movies, and if it ties, we're going to go to nine eighties, 90s. Yeah. So we're going to write down our answers. He's going to tell us a movie. We're going to write down our answers. And we'll reveal which one. No cheating. Don't look over me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no IMDBing as well. Yeah. It's, uh, we're actually here. Let's close our computers right now. We have all mm-hmm. computers. You hear me closing mine right there. Um, the Colin, Colin you're going to be our. I'll be the official. Yes, I have. Efficient. I have chosen. Some, I have pre-selected movies that I'm hoping that they don't have enough familiarity to be like this right. But and you have not told us the enough. movies ahead of time. They we have, have no not idea. seen this list. I may have quizzed them on it before at some point, but that's only because there's so many movies that I've gone through. So we'll do one at a time. You'll name the movie. We'll write it down, and then you can determine how much time we yeah. have. 
And, uh, and, and then I want to hear how you guys remember what that one okay. is. Which is gonna be the most okay. 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 So number one, we'll start it with a semi-easy one in my brain. Oh gosh. Pulp Fiction. Oh, got it. That one. That one's good. All right, I'm done. Okay. All right. What did you get, Corey? 1994. Okay. 94. I had 92. 94. It is. Oh. Which is one for Corey. So why does that one stick in your head that way? Um, I just did you remember... watch it when you're like in fourth grade? <laughs> yes, I watched it when I was nine years old. <laughs> Saw it in theater. Um, no, I, I think I, the reason I remember it was 94, and the reason I was so confident is I think I just remember that it won Best Picture for the 94 year, um, and that's it. I think that's how I get how I how I did that one. Not very exciting. I always picture it earlier, but I guess. What year did the Reservoir Dogs come out? Did that come out the year before? Yeah, that was ninety. Was, was that ninety-two? Uh, improv two, and I think it was ninety-two. That that's the first. That's probably what I got uh, mixed up with. Ninety-two is the one that pops into my brain. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs came out in ninety-two. Ninety-two. Uh, that's a bonus. All right, Tarantino. Num- number two. Okay, let's do it. Number two. Edward Scissorhands. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Answers in place? Yes. Okay. Go. 1990. I had 91. It's 90. Ooh, oh, two for two. Uh, I remember that because I remember it was early 90s and I remember for some reason my parents let me watch that movie of all the things they didn't let me watch and I loved it. I don't know why but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that in the theater too. I, and I remember that it was – I was really super young, and I knew it was early 90s. I was debating between 90 and 91. Uh, next one is uh, The Great Mouse Detective. Ooh. Oh, Man, that That's a tough. tough one. Yeah. I could be way off on this one. Ratigan starring Vincent Price. <laughs> All right. I got mine. Okay. I got mine. Lock I, it in. I had 87. Okay. 87. Ooh. This is a big difference. 94 is what I have. Ooh. Were we both He's off? very close. Yeah. It's 86. Wow. 86? Yeah. All right. I, okay, so I, the, reason I got, the reason I got that wrong was because I remember watching it, but it was on VHS around the mid-90s. So I saw, I saw it one of those like summer movie things, but it was like, it was like 92 or 93 or something. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, I thought that was a 90s movie, but like – Further research, it was like an '80s movie, and I don't, I don't remember it coming out at that time. But I don't hmm. know. I was very much the age for it. Very impressive. Yeah, nice. One off though. Wow. Gosh, that was, I thought that was a total niche one. All right, this is kind of a gimme, maybe. Cool Runnings. Ooh, mm, that one torn between two years once again. Okay. Mine is down. Okay. What do you got? 93. I had 92. It's 93. Come. Yeah. But still, we keep only getting one like off. one. Hey, yeah. Who are you people? <laughs> it's, not, it's crazy. The fact that it's close. I, you know. Uh, I know. So that was my uh, choir teacher in high school's favorite movie. She quoted it in, oh, class, yeah. in history class all the time. It was crazy. Uh, it was very special. <laughs> I see pride. I see power. Yeah. I just want to kiss an egg. That's all I want to do. <laughs> kiss my egg. I can kiss in the wig. All right. Number five. Why don't I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? That one was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Number five. The Sixth Sense. Mm, Pretty sure on this one. Done. 
I'm, gonna, I, I'm between two things, but I, I said 98. Okay. 99. It's 99. Gosh, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> but only off by one. I should give yeah. you like, If I was awarding half points, you would have yeah. many. Yeah, I, mean, I need half points. <laughs> and like I said, we're usually off by one yeah. if we're off, except for that one anomaly where I – yeah, Mouse Detective really got me. Yeah. But, all, right, all right, number six. Number six, a goofy movie. I got that VHS and wore it out. Oh, yeah. It's such yeah. a great movie. Yeah, so good. Oh, oh, that, sequ- one, that one's so cool. No. Uh, I never actually I – I never watched yeah. the sequel because I knew it would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, I do have the soundtrack though and still listen to it. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> what's soundtrack. The, what's the power line? Is that oh, yeah. the, the Michael Jackson-ish kind of yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell was the uh, voice of it and he was kind of like the – do you guys do you guys remember Tevin Campbell? Uh-uh. He no. was he was like the re, like I feel like Disney's resident just like pop star, but like if he existed in the early two thousands, he absolutely would be on the level of like Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus or you know Hillary Duff or whatever. Like he would have become kind of a star. He was like one of those early on. Uh, I don't know what happened to him though. That's interesting. So anyway, sorry. Random. Goofy movie. Let me guess. All right, I'm done. I had 94, 97. He was closer. 95. Ah, 95. 95. Why, why do I? Get, I need to like up my ear. <laughs> but you, you win that round because yeah. you were closer. You need some stilts yeah. or something so you can be up one year. All right, uh, that makes totally makes sense. Yeah. Number uh, seven, which leads me to my next one. Number seven, white men can't jump. Oof. You know, I don't, I don't know if I ever actually saw that movie all the way oh, through. Really? Um, but yeah, I got mine. I wouldn't say that it's worth going back and watching, but What'd you yeah, get? it's a good season. 91? I said 91. It's 92. Ooh. So the movie does not that's score. A, or do we both get? Yeah. We'll just give everybody one, which is the same thing as giving everybody nothing. Yeah, everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. All right. Participation trophy. That's right. Uh, number eight is what I'm giving away right now? Yeah, yeah the final one, right? Yeah. the last one? This is the final one. Okay. We'll say this one's worth five points. Five points. Oh, oh okay. We're doing that. Jeez, Let's see so how crazy it gets. <laughs> all right. Man, why even play the previous round? Well, okay. That's, well, well, that's well, what it's all about. How many are, am I behind? <laughs> the current five. score is, two, is five, to three, five to three and or four to two depending on the, what rules you want to play. Were you giving partial credit for Wes when he was a year off? No. Oh, okay. Because I've, I've – all right. Technically, you've gotten four right. Technically, he's gotten two right. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. I, but I since you guys the both tie, tied, the tie. Gotcha. We'll, keep, we'll just add one for everybody. Let's say that this one is worth two points. Would that make us tied if I get it right? Yes. And then we have and I a have more. No, bonus round. I like okay. two points. All right, yeah, two I like points. two points. Two points. Let's two points it. it is. Either you win by a, a healthy margin or we play again. Okay, let's Here do it. Here we go. All right. Honey, I blew up the kid. Woo. Blew up the kid. Blew, blew up, the up the sequel. Oh, wow. To right. the infamous. Uh, I'm gonna go with my first instinct on this one. Yeah. All right. What'd you get, Corey? 92. I said 92 as well. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> well, you're both correct. Man. Thus, so you are both animals. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, so what? Do we just skip that? Well, we, and so do you forward? both get? Or we both got two? So we both get two. So that it's means basically I win. nothing. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, to save it, save the tiebreaker. All right. We'll revisit this game in the future at some point in time. Well, you both get two. Technically, it's seven to five. Yeah. We can play again. I have more. Let's uh, <laughs> let's spare the audience. We can play this. Yeah. As this could be like really this boring for, show. for thirty minutes. Uh, <laughs> we have gone. So let's. I'll go ahead and cut it off, okay. and we'll save the tiebreaker for a future episode. 
Man, fantastic. Well, well yes. done, Corey. Yeah, right. Uh, Best man won. Yeah. That's true. You guys For are now. Beast. That's incredible. I'm so bad at that. Um, <laughs> I, man, I feel like we need some sort of trophy or something that we just pass to yeah. each other whenever. Yeah. Maybe like some yeah. Pez or a slap bracelet or something. Well, oh, here, yeah. Here's the VHS. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can watch That's Angus again. I need to find my just VCR. Angus. The two uh, is silent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, I guess that's it for this, yeah, for this episode. Episode one. Yeah. episode one in the books. Thanks a lot, guys. I had fun. I hope you guys did as well. I had um, a terrible time. Uh, well, <laughs> sucks for you. Hope better luck Looked next terrible time. Too. Um, you know, that's cool. Hey, uh, if if you like us, go ahead and, and rate us on iTunes, I guess, um, and, and subscribe. You can follow us on all the social medias. We have our, our Twitter handle is um, PassForwardCast, at PassForwardCast. And you can find us on Facebook, Pass Forward Podcast. Uh, we have an email uh, address if you want to email us and give us suggestions or uh, just discuss with us. We're, we're totally down for discussing um, old school things with you. Uh, anything you want to send to us, um, ex- unless it's like spam or something that will uh, kill our computer, please do not do that. Please. Uh, subscribe, review. Uh, am I missing anything else? Uh, I guess we'll try and do these uh, like once a month, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, our plan in the future is, hey, this is a thing that we're just doing for fun, uh, at least to start out with. You know, if two of you listen to us and that's it, you know, that's fine. We have fun and uh, we, best like friends. Hearing, we like hearing ourselves talk, so we'll listen to us. Uh, sucks for you guys who did and, not. And maybe like have some suggestions for like, to- you know, we talked about kind of like what defined us or what kind of oh, we, yeah, we took totally. away from in the nights. Maybe, maybe like, uh, you know, suggest a topic we could talk about each of us. Or, or share your own. Uh, yeah. share, share your own thing that impacted you in the 80s or 90s or whenever you grew up. And maybe we'll uh, say it on a – we'll mention it on a future podcast and uh, talk about it ourselves. I think that would be a, a great thing to do. I like it. We definitely want uh, full participation, so go wild with it. Um, and yeah, so you know, we'll have uh, our next episode up shortly, if not already. I think we're planning on having these up pretty quickly. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And once again, I'm Corey. I'm Colin. I'm Wes. You just listened to the very first Past Forward podcast. Later, Thank snorks. Thanks, guys. Later, snorks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>